Hi everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Unfortunately, we haven't got a guest for today's episode. However, we have got a fantastic interview that I did when I was just starting out in my career as a PT. Um, I went on a local pod business podcast called the Teesside Business Podcast. And today we're going to share with you the interview I did with Mike from the Teesside Business Podcast. Um, it was a really good interview. Um, we chatted about my starting up in the business, how I built the business and where I want to go in the future. Um, it's quite a world away from where I am now, um, but it is a really good interview all the same and it's good for me to look back and hear where I was then and where I'm moving on to now. Um, so I hope you enjoy this one. Um, unfortunately, as I say, we haven't got a guest this week, but we'll be back hopefully with a guest for our next episode. Enjoy and thanks for listening. Hi everybody, welcome to episode 38 of the Teesside Business Podcast. Today we are joined by Michael, um, who has uh, Mike, and I want to say Penketh, right. Mike Penketh, yeah. uh, um, PT. So if you want to give a, just give us a start of um, a bit of an overview of yourself and how if you came into having your own current business. Uh, yeah, um, I've pretty much been doing sport and fitness all my life. Um, <laughs> love football as a younger lad. Um, and then injuries and not really being that great at football so I turned me to other things so running, cycling, triathlon, mm-hmm. dragon boating, crossfit um, love sport, love health, love fitness mm-hmm. um, and I'm always a bit, a bit of a data geek, a bit of a research geek so yeah. I started research my own training methods, my own sort of plans um, but never really done it as any sort of job until this year really um, and decided that I was sick of working in a job that was just paying the bills. Yeah. Uh, and wanting to do something that I've got a passion for. Uh, I love helping other people. Um, so I give my friends advice over the years and stuff and mm-hmm. anyone who'd listen, to be honest. Um, so I thought, right, yeah, I'm going to give it a go. Got myself qualified as a PT, fitness instructor, got a space in a gym um, initially, um, just in Stockton, but didn't actually work out the way I wanted it to go. It was a great gym and a great team of people, um, but the gym model didn't really suit me. Mm-hmm. Um, it was quite restrictive. So I went fully mobile, and mm-hmm. that's where I am now. And how have you found it in your first few, well, few months, years uh, worth of business? Daunting, initially. Um, I think just taking that leap from, I've always been employed. Yeah. From, from being 16, 17, I've studied alongside work. Yeah. Um, and always been employed, never really had to think about sort of getting work, really. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, just that jump into doing this was sort of a bit, yeah, a little bit daunting initially. Mm-hmm. Um Really loved it from day one. Knew mm-hmm. it was what I wanted to do. Um, but yeah, just a, a nervy, daunting, stressful. Yeah. Um, I think just waiting to get those first few clients under my belt and those first few months of work yeah. of actually doing it, and then yeah, things are going well. Yeah, it kind of cements that you've made the right decision. Yeah, it? yeah. Kind of like back you up when you yeah. did it. And I think everybody has that. You oh, know yeah. that. I always say to everybody, you never unless you've run a business or launched a business, you have no idea that uh-huh. feeling of taking that step yeah. and having to cre- yeah, like create something out of nothing. Yeah. Like I always say that um, if people like get a paycheck, like if you go in work and you have like um, a bad few days or you mess something up or yeah. whatever it is, you're not going to get fired. No. You might get a slap on the wrist, but you're still going to get your pay at the end yeah, of that yeah. month. When you work for yourself, that's not necessarily the case. If you yeah. mess up, then, you know, clients can leave or whatever it yeah. is. And then, you know, then there's like a monetary impact to it. Yeah. So I think I, I went a little bit clueless, to be honest. I knew I wanted to do it, yeah. but was sort of fly by the seat of my pants, if you like. I was yeah. just sort of trial and error, going for things, seeing what worked, seeing what didn't. 
Um, because to be honest, I thought the gym thing would work out a bit better for me than what it actually did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I think when you start, start doing things yourself, you realise how hard it actually is. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it did take a while for me to sort of think I'd made the right decision, but now I know I definitely did. I think that you kind of had the like the core bit there of you know like being passionate about yeah, what you do because yeah. you know there's you know we see it on you know uh, social media all the time get rich PT type yeah. stuff and things like that and you know it's you know, most of the time it's just absolute yeah. nonsense yeah, but I think if you've definitely got a passion for helping people and things like that then that carries over when you're mm. speaking to people yeah so. Obviously, when most people think about PTs, etc., they think of in the gym, training people and stuff like that, where you've mentioned that you've taken a bit of a different model to it, yeah. obviously going mobile. Can you give everyone who's watching and listening a bit of an overview of what that means by going mobile and things like that and the different types of methods uh, and training? For me, point? it was just sort of a way that it was more, I want to say accessible, but if the gyms are fairly accessible, but the gym come with a price tag, then the PT comes with a price tag, then you've got to actually get yourself to the gym. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas the way I like to go about it is it's all on your terms so if you come to me I come and do a consultation at a location that suits you at a time that suits you at your home if, if you want I'll train you anywhere you want me to train you I train people in my local park the gym the homes um, sorry not the gym the beach the homes anywhere that there's enough space really to have a little bit of a run around get some yep. equipment out um, I've got endless amount of equipment that basically I can do as much as you can do in a gym but in a little bit more of a freer environment, a little bit more relaxed. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, going to a gym can be a little bit intimidating for quite a lot of people. Yeah, um, especially the weight area. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas obviously, I've got barbells, dumbbells with free weights, so it's sort of less stressful, more personable, and yeah, I think it, it's it's a bit more relaxed, a bit more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. To, and it's outside as well, majority of the time. I was so, going to say, I think that must make a yeah. big difference because we spend so much time of our yeah, yeah. life inside and stuff like that, like to get actually outdoors and exercise yeah, yeah. and stuff like I know that. myself when I, when I always trained running cycling and triathlon the gym side was always what I didn't enjoy because mm. I, I mean you see myself I'm not the most ripped person I'm not mass- mm. massively built to even to step in that weight section for me as a, someone who knows what I'm doing is still daunting Yeah. Um, so I think just to take it away from the gym a little bit and be a bit more relaxed yeah. is a good thing so kind of for everyone listening, obviously we're like starting out in the industry and starting to work with different groups of people. Mm-hmm. Obviously fitness and nutrition and training and all those kind of things, like we've worked with people in those areas so we know what an absolute minefield it yeah. is. Like if you just typed in fat loss into Google, you know, you would like, yeah. you know, it's an insane amount. Um, so what would be, what common like mistakes do you see people making either when they come to you or what, you know, is there any kind of like things where you kind of, you know, let's say everybody eats too much of this type of food or doesn't drink enough water? Or... Yeah, I think, um, like you say, everything, pretty much everything that anyone knows really now is available on Google. Yeah. So you can go on Google, you can search for, I want to train on planet, I want a nutrition planet, and it'll pop something up. Mm-hmm. And I think the, the problem that people think is that they see someone on Instagram maybe who's shouting about this fad diet they've done or this fad training regime they've done that's got them ripped in eight weeks, ripped in four yeah. weeks, whatever. Um and they go with that because they think, well, they've done it. Why can't I do it? Yeah. And that's not really the way forward. No. The, 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 the way I always say about a PT is, yeah, everything that we sort of spout is available on Google, mm-hmm. but we are sort of trained to be able to collate it in a way that's personal to you yeah. and can make it work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I think people just sort of dive straight in without doing a lot of research and how it's going to work for them mm-hmm. more than anything, I would say. Um, definitely in the nutrition side of it, not so much maybe in the training side of it because it's a little bit more specialised, but... 
everyone eats. Everyone yeah. everyone knows food. Everyone knows what's out there. Yeah. So they think they can just find these fad diets or whatever, have a go. Mm. And they're not sustainable. It always seems to be like me when I look at kind of like the extremes. So where, you know, if you if we took a hundred adults off the street now and said which is better for you, like an apple or a Mars bar. I know yeah. this is a really simplistic yeah, yeah. way of looking at it. Um most people would say the apple. Yeah. So it's not that they don't have that knowledge. No, yeah. But when they decide to do a you know, a diet or, you know, start a certain way of eating, it always seems really extreme. Yeah. Like you can't yeah. eat like all of these crazy things or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it becomes like, so restrictive and so sort of all consuming mm-hmm. that it takes away from your life. You, yeah. You, you you become sort of a machine on this diet. You you I am on say keto for example. Yeah. I am following that diet. Yeah. And I will not stray from that diet. Whereas the way I sort of like to coach people nutritionally mm. is let's make little changes often that lead up with a bigger picture so you're not restricting massively what you're eating you still can go out and enjoy your social life you can still enjoy your life you can eat what you want when you want yeah. just make that have a, have a little bit of a think about it make a healthier choice yeah um don't massively overload on a 16 inch pizza or whatever yeah get, yeah. The, small, get the smaller one yeah something's a little bit healthier for you just have a think about it um and these little habit changes obviously you lead into a bigger picture that then becomes sustainable for life. You don't have to then, your your diet, if you like, and your, yeah. your, your diet, diet's a bad word because obviously everyone's on a diet because everyone eats. Yeah. Um, but diet's become... It's just the term for it, isn't it? It's hard not to... For yeah. fat loss, weight loss, whatever. Um, the way to do it is to find that sustainable way for you in your lifestyle mm-hmm. to make it like last for life, really. Yeah. It's a lifestyle, not, it's not just a diet. Yeah, I, uh, I can't remember. I don't think it was on the podcast, but somebody, I was... In, uh, talking to someone before and somebody asked them if alcohol was good or bad and they wanted like a, you know yeah. is it bad or good like yeah. those type of thing and he said well it's not like uh, I'm paraphrasing him so I can't remember it was, it'll come to me I apologise if I get this wrong uh, and he said it's fine but there's a big difference between one glass of wine yeah. and a bottle of wine yeah. you know so and that made really made sense Definitely, to me you there's, know? there's a big difference between having the odd drink and going out every Saturday and getting absolutely sloshed yeah yeah it's obviously the calorie it, nothing is there's no such thing as a good or bad food yeah it's only how you have them that makes them good or bad for your body effectively yeah. or like how often you have them or mm-hmm. in what quantity you have them yeah, yeah. To, like you say go about the apple and mars bar thing 200 calories yeah it's still 200 calories whether it's in an apple or it's in a mars bar it's yeah. still going to affect your body yeah obviously yeah there's more sugar and that sort of thing in one or the other <laughs> but yeah you've just got to find a way that works for you and it's sustainable for you and can managed throughout your life rather than being i'm on this diet for four weeks and i'm not going to do anything other than this diet for four weeks yeah because life's not like that you can't live your life like that no nobody wants to get to the deathbed and think well no. god i wish i had a burger yeah yeah exactly uh so when somebody comes to yourself um can you give us a brief overview of the kind of process that you will go through with them like you mentioned obviously that there's a very like bespoke evaluation i know it's yeah. different for every single person but yeah is it um, kind of like any... depending on whether the i mean the major minute the majority i've done a face-to-face um but i am open to branch out and just doing some online stuff as well so initially they get a consultation so face-to-face would be meeting a cafe somewhere come to your house whatever um online will be obviously skype facetime whatever um basically it goes along the lines of tell me about your previous fitness what you're doing now what you're not doing now what you where you want to go what your goals are what your targets are um basically to drill down into why they want to train, why they want to fit. That's really, if I can find out why someone wants what they want, mm-hmm. I can train them to get there. If someone just comes to you with a generic, I want to lose weight, it's not always the easiest way to say, well, how much do you want to lose? When do you want to lose it by? Yeah. What's your, what are your, like, your deeper targets, if you like? Um, then, obviously, going to um, sort of their 
current diet. So give me a, like a sort of a standard day of what you would eat, what you would drink. And I'll just jot it down, making a rough idea. Then go on to how I work. So tell them about how we were trained, where we were trained, what sort of equipment I've got, that sort of thing, what services I offer. Um, and then from there, I can make some small suggestions, obviously initially about the diet mainly, that it won't be like, uh, if you say you, you told me you had a bottle of wine every night, it wouldn't mm-hmm. be, we're going to cut that bottle of wine fully out. It'd be, we'll just cut you down to one glass. Yeah. Or we'll, we'll like smaller your portion sort of thing. Um, and then, yeah, you just go from there really with how they want to proceed. It's, it's, I try and make it more about the client. It's not about me. Yeah. I'm just sort of the, the sort of cog in the wheel that gets you the way you want to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got to all be about the client because I need them to buy into it. I want them to buy into my process. It's not really my process because every, every process is different, really. I have a different way of training every client. Um, but I want them to buy into their dream. Mm-hmm. So they stay focused, they stay committed, they stay motivated. Yeah. And I'm just sort of there pushing them in the right direction, if you like. Yeah. And do people come to you for, um, like, say, I want to work with you for X amount of sessions or X amount of months? Or um, is there a varied kind yeah, of... Yeah, sort of, I, I offer sort of individual sessions, monthly monthly plans, yearly plan if someone wants to go that way. However people want to go, I'll sort of tailor my service a little bit to fit them. Yeah. I do have a, a sort of set structure that I want to do, mm-hmm. but... If someone wants to come at me with a different way of working, then I'm quite happy to go with it as long as I can fit it in. Yeah, um, yeah I think people come, as long as, I, I sort of give people an idea, if someone says they want to lose three stone, I'll give them an idea of how long that's going to take, roughly, but obviously yeah, until we start training, I don't really know myself. Yeah. Because obviously I don't know what they're, how they're going to take to my methods, how they're going to take to the nutrition changes. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's all a little bit ad hoc, if you like, and we mm. just go through together, really. I join their team and I'm there for them yeah whatever support they need so one of the things we uh we generally talk about with a lot of people who come on especially people who are in like the startup phase of business is we like to talk about work-life balance with a lot of people it's a very popular topic and there's no i always want to make clear there's no right answer for it um obviously most people kind of have like you're supposed to work nine or five type thing but obviously pt inherently is very different from that because that's when most other people are at work So I'm guessing you're training people in the morning, lunch hours, or predominantly on the night. Everybody yeah, thinks like mainly on the night. Yeah. Um, so how does that kind of affect your like work-life balance? Is it really um, impactful? To be honest, one of, the big dri- found it? one of the big drivers for me actually doing this was to get a better work-life balance. Hmm. Um, before I moved into being a PT, I was a bus driver. All right. Um, which is long hours, pretty much every day of the week. Hmm. You name it, you work it. Yeah. Um, and we had a baby coming up a year ago. Um, and yeah, it sort of pushed me a little bit to sort of think, well, I want a better, I want a better work-life balance. Yeah. Um, so really, to be honest, doing this works really well. All right. Um, I get obviously, it's, it's very flexible. I wanted mm-hmm. that, I wanted that flexible uh, to be at work when I wanted to work and how I want to work. Obviously it is dictated a little bit by clients. If someone yeah. says to me, I need to train these times, mm-hmm. but then obviously if I'm training someone in an evening, I've got all the day to do family yeah. stuff, whatever, or my own training, whatever I want to do. So yeah, it's. I would say it's for me. It's it's working really well. Um, I know some PTs maybe wouldn't say that because they might be working nine o'clock in the morning, right? They're doing nine o'clock at night. Yeah. Um, to be honest, I couldn't do that because it wouldn't. Yeah. Suit, it wouldn't suit me. I'd burn out quick. I, yeah. I, I, I love my job and I love what I do and I really enjoying it. But I think working twelve hours a day is not good for nobody. No, no. Um, I don't think it's something that you, like a lot of people can sustain no, for a very long. Yeah, day. yeah. I mean, I think. The initial, you see, like you say, you see these adverts get rich quick as a PT. I think you would have to be constantly session at session at session at session all day, every day. Yeah. And 
same as the diet stuff. That's not sustainable for me. It's not sustainable for anyone. No. You've got to you've got to have a work life balance. It's mm-hmm. got to be there. Um, initially, it was hard because obviously I was setting the business up. I was getting the social media stuff going. I was trying to get clients. I was in and out of the gym. I was doing my own mobile stuff. And you think, you know, when's this going to end? Your your brain's constantly going, and you never stop working. Yeah. Um, but yeah, now I definitely have a great work life balance, in my opinion. Oh, that's phenomenal. Uh, so one of the things, obviously, you mentioned just previously was the the fact that when you started up, you went into the gym, and that wasn't quite right for mm-hmm. your type of business. Looking back over the like the startup period of your business, is there anything that you wish that you'd done earlier or not done apart from the gym, or um, did you have any? I definitely wouldn't it? change going to the gym, mm-hmm. even though it didn't work for me. It gave me the push to start it. To be honest, mm-hmm. it, it got me going and gave me the gave me the what I, just it sort of gave me the vision of what I could do, what I could do. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe what I would have maybe do is I would stayed in started this whilst alongside my other job. Yep. I think the fact that just going straight in and doing it sort of maybe put more pressure on me. Mm-hmm. Um, I think if I start trying to start maybe it's a bit smaller, just doing the social media stuff initially, yep. trying to pull a few people in, maybe um, would have been a better way to go. It would have been a little bit less stressful, and a bit less hectic. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Looking back, it just. I think it just yeah it was stressful it was a hard time but it's what makes you didn't it yeah those those adversities mm. and those hard times push you to where you are now and I think yeah. if I look back I don't think I necessarily did anything wrong I just think I tried to maybe do too much too soon mm-hmm. um, which maybe now was a good thing but yeah. obviously yeah, it would have been a bit nice to be less stressed yeah well that's the same for everybody <laughs> yeah. um, it might have been one of those things where if you were doing it alongside like your current job because there wasn't that pressure on you to make it work, yeah. you could have been a bit laxadaisical about it. Yeah, I think maybe. definitely. Because um, like, you were like all or nothing and yeah. you'd like fully put it into it. Yeah, like it yeah. had to work. Yeah, you know it had to I mean? work. It, it, was, it was my dream and obviously it had to work because everyone's got bills to pay and everyone's got a lifestyle to live. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it had to work. So you do what you do, don't you? You do what you do, what you can to get it there. So within the Teesside area and things like that, are there any businesses that you know, it'd be good for you to collaborate with. Like a big part of what we do on the page is like, you know, we have it every week where you can promote your business and like try and get people uh, promote each other's businesses because that's what we want as a community. So is there any good like uh, like referral partners or partnerships, like think, certain things like that that'd be um, good for you? I mean, at the minute I train, uh, one of my contracts is training 13 housing staff. They have a big mental health and right, wellbeing okay. team mm-hmm. um, that basically want to try and, help their staff be as happy as they can and obviously so I, I do once a week a training session with their staff mm-hmm. we get about 15 people turn up um and it's mainly about it's, it's obviously good for fitness yeah. but it's also good for mental health it's good for the social aspect i mean i've had people there who say i've not I've spoke to you on the phone in work numerous times but i've never met you mm-hmm. and then i'll try together so i think business if businesses wanted to do sort of that sort of thing obviously mental health is a big issue now and yeah. um health and fitness in general really is a big issue now mm-hmm. uh it would be great to work with other companies because um, Trans Group Fitness is good fun. It's, it's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. It's good. It, it's quite a good laugh. Yeah. Um, obviously, it's not as specific as what my want to want stuff is. Yeah. Because it's a bit of a broader uh, sort of area. But yeah, those sort of classes are really good and enjoyable too. So if companies wanting to do that, I would definitely be keen. Yeah. Uh, is there anything other things like you mentioned? Obviously, like uh, whether it be CrossFit gyms, what about things like? Uh, Osteos or physios. Yeah, and obviously. Like I w- like- to be honest, I would never really turn down working with working and being in with anybody. Obviously, I haven't really explored that referral sort of things mm-hmm. as yet. Um, being fairly new, yeah. Um, I'm just taking what I can when I get it. To yeah, be honest, yeah. at the minute. 
Um, but yeah, definitely, it's something I've looked at um, sort of with the um, exercise referral stuff for the NHS. Yeah. Um, something to move into in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, definitely. At, Obviously, I, I would refer out. It would be great if people would refer into me as well. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I know that. I think that's really good with the, the business in Teesside that a lot of people do like support each other and yeah, want to yeah. use local and things like that. It's certainly something like that that we have found. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's going? What's going to be the future then for yourself? What do you kind of see in the like uh, short, medium, and long term? Um, short term, I would definitely just say more more contacts with companies if I can. Um, a few more one-on-one clients. I'm getting a little bit full now, to be honest. Um, obviously, your time sort of you don't realize how much time it takes to train oh, a small amount of people. Even before and um, after work, like the yeah, consultations yeah, alone just, and things. Just like a little bit like planning sessions, researching stuff. Because obviously, I'm not I'm not the front of all knowledge yet. Obviously, yeah, hmm. I, I, I am to be at some point. Um, but people come here with so many different issues and so many different problems and what oh, they yeah. want to train and what they want to do. So I do a lot of research away from the sessions. Um, and especially in the group sessions, I'll someone mention something, and I'll research that and send them a link out mm. or whatever. Um, so yeah, short term, maybe just a few more contracts, a few more clients. Um, longer term, I'd love to move on online. Mm-hmm. Um, not solely, because I, lo- I love the person-to-person stuff. I'm, I like chatting to people, I like getting to know people. Um, but I'd quite like to do a bit more sort of online nutrition coaching, because it's, it's very much the nutrition side of it. You don't really need to be sat face to face with someone. It can be done over a phone call. It's a lot of sort of sending them information, sending them plans, that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, Long term, I haven't really thought that far ahead. I don't think yet. Um, well, still early days. You yeah, know it's I mean, definitely so. still. I'm, I'm only what, what are we now? August, eight months in. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely just carry on the way I'm going. I I, I can say I absolutely love it. Yep. To say I was a bit worried when I first started. I, I love it now, and it's really it's great. That's awesome. So. One of the things that you mentioned before is obviously doing social media posts and things like that. How did you, the, one of the problems that a lot of people, we found when people start up is you've got to kind of have a lot of hats on. Mm-hmm. So one day you're actually, well, you're actually doing what you're meant to do, which is a PT, but next you're a marketer yeah. and then you're an accountant yeah. and then, you know, so on and yeah, so yeah. forth. How did you find like those, have you found that any kind of marketing was really good for you or how did you find doing all those I things think all at once. they were the things that sort of stressed me out at the beginning, mm-hmm. having to do so much. I, I don't think I realised how much I would have to do yeah. to sort of pick up clients, to, to get myself known, to get involved. Um, but I would say, obviously, the training side of it is second nature. I love that. It's, it's there all the time. Um, and then the, the social media side of it, I thought I was pretty good on social media, to be honest. I thought I, I thought I would just be able to pick it up like that. Yeah. But just little subtleties of designing things and putting things out there that look professional. Yeah. Uh, you, it's not just about putting a picture of me up or putting a picture of a session up. Sort of people, sort of. I know myself. I would just scroll past that probably. Or just people yeah. like people think social media is so fast now. Mm-hmm. You need something to grab them. Yeah. So it was sort of getting used to getting logos designed, getting things out there that look sort of are going to make people stop and mm-hmm. look. To be honest. Um, and to be honest, you don't know how much social media takes up. Sort of doing Instagram, Instagram stories, Facebook. Um, I've sort of come away from Twitter a little bit because I found it wasn't really doing anything for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of getting to the point where I'm trying to put out content every day. Yeah. Um, that's sort of valuable to someone, a sure value of my business. But mm-hmm. I don't want to sound sort of, but it's, it's not enough to sort of give someone everything for free. If that if that makes sense. Yeah. So I want to get I want to give free content out there. I want to give something for someone to show the value. Yeah. But obviously you don't want to give everything away. No, no. Because then what would be the point in my business? Exactly. Um, so yeah, I think I've just found balancing the social media stuff and getting stuff out there every day. Initially, I, I thought I'd just 
be able to put a post out and I get loads of likes and I get yeah. loads of comments and loads of emails and that and it just doesn't work. No. Um, but I've got a, a friend who's quite into marketing. I sort of have a lot of chats with him mm-hmm. um, and he sort of steered me in the right direction and things are getting better. Oh, that's really good. Hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you do well so far. <laughs> I think it's a lot of trial and error. I yeah. think you've just got to, you've just got to try. Yeah. I think it's the data side of it that you, you yeah. know, are testing. And yeah, you, like you don't get better unless you do more of it. In my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Um, same with fitness, same with nutrition. You don't get better unless you do it. Exactly. So just it's all experience. Just get out there and do it. Yeah, yeah, I'm still new. I'm still a bit wet behind the ears. So I'm just doing what I can. Uh, so when people come on the podcast, we like to ask them uh, the same three questions. I don't know if you've seen any on the podcast, like depending on which ones you want, we've mm-hmm. picked it up doing it. So three questions in, I'll tell you the three questions first and then have, um, get your own system. So the first one is what does success look like to you? I know you've already kind of touched on it a little bit, but we like to talk about that because there's a lot of people out there who think, oh, when am I going to be success? How? What is a success? And we've had such a wide variety of answers. It's been mm-hmm. brilliant. Some people have said more work-life balance. Some people have said, well, I'm a millionaire. Some people have said, you know, whatever it is, you know, we've added the answer to it. Yeah. So it's great for people to kind of see. The second one is, have you ever had a, a setback, a failure, or what you perceived as a failure at the time actually led on to success later on? So put you on the path to something great. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had a lot of people who talk about things like uh, I was made redundant at the time it was the worst but that actually made me start my business yeah. there was somebody who had something like seven strokes like you know at the time it was horrendous but that made them start their own business yeah. and put them on uh, track and improving the health etc um, and then the third and final one is what object or thing are you obsessed by at the moment so we've had TV shows, uh, gadgets. Uh, Tees Valley Mayor Ben Houchin is completely obsessed with like Alexas and Google and home automation. That's where he was like, we've had like small gadgets, you know, everything and everything. So we'll start with the first one. Uh, what does success look like to you? Uh, probably a few things. I mean, you said about being a millionaire. I don't think I'm ever going to be a millionaire. Um, it'd be nice, but I don't think it's ever going to come. Um, I think work life balance and just being happy in general. I, I like. I want to live my life as, as to be the best version of myself as I can be mm-hmm. um, and to provide for my family and to make my family happy. Um, and I think, yeah, just work-life balance and happiness in general, to be honest, mm. is success for me. There can be, you can have as many millions in the bank as you want, but if you're not happy, then what's the point? Exactly. Yeah. A lot of people kind of say that. Um, yeah. I think you've got a very sensible view of a lot of people kind of go in business for a long time and then turn around and go, actually, this isn't what I wanted. I've mm. kind of... I've built myself into having no work-life balance yeah, and like yeah. just for where some people, you know, like yourself, have had it very clear in the mind when they started up, I'm, I want work-life balance yeah, and yeah. things I like think that. I think if if I was doing this to get rich, mm-hmm. I didn't give up in the first few months Yeah, because I think it was just so much, so much work and so much effort and very little reward initially yeah. that you wouldn't have carried on if you were in it for the money. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm in it to help people. I'm in it to make myself happy. I'm in it to enjoy what I'm doing. I wouldn't um, tell anybody if they're wanting to get rich to um, start a business. Start a business. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I think I think you've just got to go into it with your eyes open that you ain't going to make loads of money. Yeah. But you can have a really good life and a really good time. I, I mean, I, I go and train my clients, and to be honest, it's, it doesn't feel like work anymore. It's just that's going perfect, to train yeah. people, and that's what, I, that's what I wanted. You don't, who wants to go to work to feel like you're going to work? Mm. It's, yeah, it's good fun. Uh, so the second one is have you ever had uh, a setback or what you perceived as a failure le- led on a success at a later point uh, 
I would think, well, I've been maybe redundant quite a few, a few times across my working life, um, mm. mainly down to the fact that I've always done sort of contracted, uh, like set term contracted jobs. And if he hasn't been in the role there at the time, then you obviously you get moved on and you get moved on. And I think it's happened to me a few times in my life and I think it just sort of, it builds character. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, yeah, like you say, it's the worst thing at the time when you get told you're not getting kept on or you get made redundant and you've got to find something else, you've got to start the job search again. And finding work is the hardest thing in the world. Like, well, yeah. Obviously, sometimes, yeah, you just fall into a job like that, but other times you don't. Um, I think, yeah, it, it made me sort of quite resilient hmm. and that I can take knocks and I can take knockbacks and setbacks and build myself up and keep going. I'm quite a positive person. Yeah. I don't really like being negative. I don't like looking on the bad side of things. I don't really like looking in the past and thinking, oh, yeah, if that had worked out, it would have been this. It's a more like, let's let's look to the future. Let's hmm. build on that. Well, those kind of things, you know, like you say, built a resilience which lends itself very well to, yeah. you know, being self-employed, etc. Yeah, yeah. So it kind of prepared you for the bits that you were going to go through. So and the third one is what uh, item, object, whatever uh, you either obsessed by or like really into at the moment. Um, I mean, object, more of a person, my daughter. <laughs> she's obviously coming up one. Yeah. And she's just, yeah, she's amazing. She's yeah. so funny, so hilarious. She's getting a real, real personality now. Um, so yeah, spending time with her, doing this job has obviously opened up the time a bit to spend more time with her. Um, yeah, I would say my daughter. If you're looking for sort of a, a definite object, yeah. it would probably be my iPhone because obviously social media is on my iPhone and that's where my business is driven from really. It's yeah. um, all about advertising on social media, messages, emails, Facebook, Instagram, everything's done on social media, everything's done on my phone. So mm-hmm. yeah, my phone. Yeah, brilliant. So has there been anything that we haven't covered that you would like the people of the business community in Teesside to know as a whole? Um, I think we've pretty much covered everything, really. Uh, I would just say there's no sort of one way to go about things. Don't be led by, maybe not the business side, but people who are looking at health and fitness and lifestyle, don't be led by everything you see on social media mm-hmm. from the big corporations or big influencers mm. because it's not always everything's not always as it seems. There's no off-the-shelf plan. There's no one way to go about things with your yeah. fitness and your diet. It's more finding a way that works for you, that's sustainable for you, that can get the results mm. that you want. And if somebody's looking to either have a chat with yourself, uh, to be trained by yourself, or the corporate side of it for groups or participate in group yeah. training, where are the best places for them to get in touch with you? Uh, Facebook and Instagram. Um, mm. So I'm Mike Penketh PT on Facebook mm-hmm. and I'm at Mike Penketh PT on Instagram. Cool. We'll make sure those are linked below in the description for everybody. Cool. Thanks so much for coming on. Spot on. Yeah, it's been really good to chat about uh, your business. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, this has been the Teesside Business Podcast. The Teesside Business Podcast is promoted and produced by Person Person Market. Thanks very much for listening. So there you have it. That was my interview with the Teesside Business Podcast a few years ago now um, when my business was in its original form called Mike Penketh PT. Obviously since then it branched out to be Athlos Personal Training as it is now and there's been a lot of changes since so it's always onwards and upwards and keeping the business relevant and moving forwards. Um, thanks very much for listening. Like I say, if you did enjoy the episode, please do consider subscribing so you never miss an episode. Give us a like, drop us a review and share us with your friends we would really really appreciate that um and if you want to get in touch with either myself or allison my usual co-host our details are all in the podcast notes below thanks very much for listening and we will see you next time